pray with me? God, our Father, how good you have been, how good you are, not just to us as a people, but to each and every individual in this place. Your kindness and your mercy is on record to all generations, from everlasting to everlasting. Thou art God. Thank you that before we turned to you, you had already let your love and the sun shine on us. Thank you that your grace and your mercy have always abided in our lives. And then when we knew you and then didn't even acknowledge you and give you praise, you were still kind to us. Thank you, Lord, that now that we know better, we dare not withhold the praise that is due your name. Bless now this word that you have enriched our minds to understand. Make it clear. Share it among your people. And then, dear God, be glorified in the fruit presented to you. In Jesus' name. All of those who love the Lord said amen. Amen. Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2. There are still people in the vestibule. Let them in. Joel chapter 2. Beginning at verse number 12. Joel chapter 2. Beginning at verse number 12. Amen. Amen. Let them on in. Amen. Amen. I like this problem. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Joel chapter 2, beginning there at verse number 12. Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God? Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and nursing babes. Let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord. And do not give your heritage to reproach, that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the people, where is their God? Verse 18 says, then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil. 
and you will be satisfied. Come on, shout satisfied by them. I will no longer make you a reproach among the nations, but I will remove far from you the northern army and will drive him away into a barren and desolate land with his face toward the eastern sea and his back toward the western sea. His stench will come up and his foul odor will rise because he has done monstrous things. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. Do not be afraid, you beast of the field, for the open pastures are springing up and the tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully. He will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floor shall be full of wheat. The vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent. You shall eat in plenty and be and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. Amen? Before you take your seats, come on, say this title with me. No more limits, no more locusts, and no more lack. Come on, no more limits, no more locusts, and no more lack. Come on, if you believe it, come on, let's give the Lord a great hand of praise in the house of worship. Amen? Amen. No more limits, no more locust, and no more lack. Amen. Chapter 2 of the prophecy of Joel is a word of restoration. While it comes as a prophecy of things that are yet to happen, it is also a promise of restoration from the voice of God. Whenever the Lord makes a promise, he has already set up the binds and the delivery method by which it shall come to pass. He cannot speak a prophetic word through his prophet, nor a promise, and let it fall to the earth. Whenever the Lord has prophesied, he is going to uphold it. And whenever the Lord speaks to the prophet and say, usher, and it, usher in this promise that I have, that promise has really already come to pass. He has set a time by which it should take place. And he makes us fully aware of the fact that he is acquainted with everything around us and he knows how to deliver us. He's saying to his people after chapter one of Joel's prophecy that even though the locusts have invaded the land and the land has been rendered infertile as a result of the locust invasion and that the leaders are lamenting over the conditions of the land, he says, I still have that under control. 
control. In other words, no matter how bad things look, no matter how bad they have gotten, they have not gotten so far that the Lord cannot turn it around. That's good for us to know, especially right here in Memphis, Tennessee, when week after week we hear of killing after killing, child after child, and violent acts taking place, and we begin to wonder, is there any help nigh unto us? It's good for us to know this because when we hear of the injustices that are taking place coming from Washington, D.C., where we are televising an impeachment trial that has already been decided by unjust people, it's good to know that God is still in control. That no matter how bad things look, no matter how bad it seems, no matter how rough or how far it has gone, the Lord, whenever he gets ready out of his sovereignty, can turn things around. That's good news for us, no matter where we are, because although we may not live in impeachment land and territory, there are some low-hanging fruit items that we need the Lord to restore store in our life. Sometimes it's not a monetary thing, nor is it a tangible thing, but it's the intangibles that we need the Lord to restore in our lives. We just need simple things like peace from all of the trouble around us. Sometimes we need peace in our homes and on our jobs, and then we need our health restored. We want to be able to have energy in the morning and focus throughout the day to be able to accomplish whatever it is that God God has given us strength to be able to do. We want to enjoy some of the life blessings that we have, the money that is in the bank and the house that we do live in. We want to be able to enjoy life and we need God to restore our situation. Well, this is what's happening in the book of Joel. By the time we get to chapter two, the locusts have invaded the land and things look like they're headed in the wrong direction. The priests are all lamenting and the people have almost given given up hope, but they had the nerve to usher a prayer in verse number 17. But before the prayer is ushered, the Lord speaks to them and he says some things. He says, with a sense of urgency, I need you to return to the Lord. He says it in verse 12. He says, turn to me with all of your heart. In other words, when you really want something from the Lord, you can't make a half-hearted turn. It can't be a part-time pursuit. It has to be the real thing. You have to make up your mind that what you are asking God for is worth possessing and when you want it you're willing to work for it and so he says turn with all of your heart as a matter of fact he goes on to say rend your heart and not your garment because the people had fallen into rituals of religion and they had fallen away from true relationship they had learned how to come to church and say all of the right church language they had learned to come to the worship of a setting, the ritual, the ritual settings and the religious settings, and they had learned to act right on the outside, but nothing was happening on the inside. They would tear their garments as a sign of repentance, but the Lord said, keep your garment intact and let your heart be broken. And that's what God loves, a contrite heart. He loves it when even though we can't do anything about it, we're sorry that it ever happened. Lord, help me in here. There are some of us that we need to understand that people are just weak and we may, we may not be able to fix our own weaknesses. But if God says, if you're just simply sorry about the mistake that you made, not that you are a mistake, but that you made a mistake, he says, I can help you in that situation. I don't know about you, but I was glad when
when she sang the song and said, I know I'm not perfect, but I am faithful. Do I have any faithful folk in the house today who can attest to the fact that perfection is far from me, but faithfulness is all over me? Amen. I keep showing up even though I keep messing up. Y'all will catch me in just a moment. I keep waking up. I keep coming in, and I'm going to sit right by you with my messed up self. And if you wonder why I'm still showing up, it's because this is the place for messed up folk and this is where messed up people go and we may never get it right but we can keep showing up I'm preaching to about 10 of y'all that ain't saying nothing back to me because the reality of it is is everybody in here has made a mistake everybody in here has messed up before but the fact that you are still faithful qualifies you to have a blessing and whenever you're faithful God says I just need you to be faithful over a few things and I'll appoint you to be ruler over many things tell somebody I'm not perfect but I am faithful the only reason I still got a house is because I'm faithful not because I deserve it come on help me in here the only reason I got a car is not because I deserve it but because God know I'm faithful the only reason I still have a job is not because I get there on time every day and do everything I'm supposed to do just because I'm faithful do I have any faithful folk in here tell somebody matter of fact I messed up yesterday I'm probably gonna mess up in the morning I already made up an excuse while I'm going to be late in the morning because I'm going to party all night tonight. But guess what? I'm still going to show up because I'm faithful. He said, rend your heart and not your garment. In other words, the Lord said, don't come to me with an outward personification of an inward uh, perfection. You come to me with a heart that's broken and not with clothes that are torn. He does not want us to come in in ritual fashion, but the Lord is saying, let's rebuild our relationship. Uh-huh. Tell somebody we need to rebuild our relationship with the Lord. We need to rebuild our relationship. But the second thing he says to them, he says, look, on your way back, he said, I need to remove the reproach from you. Now get this, that means that wherever we were and whatever we did, the, uh, the smell of what we were got on us. Oh, y'all looking at me kind of strange. Uh, uh, the, wherever you were and whatever you did, what you hung out with hung on to you. Uh, y'all gonna catch me in just a moment. Whatever you passed, even though you didn't puff, it still got in your clothes. Y'all gonna catch me in just a minute. Uh, you sipped it and they said it didn't leave an odor but you tried to cover it up with cologne and it's still coming through y'all gonna catch me in just a minute in other words the habits got in you and, and because you hung out in the place where the habit was happening but here's what the Lord said I got a remedy for that tell somebody I'm glad he got a remedy for that it's called salvation what God does to us is that he recognizes that we cannot come back to him and we cannot return to him with all of the stuff from the world still attached to us so here's what he does. He said, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, and then let the priest who minister before the Lord stand between the porch and the altar. And that's a place called intercession. Y'all going to catch me in a moment. You need somebody to stand between you and the Lord in order to intercede on your behalf. Now, I know it would look good if you had somebody right here, but I got somebody better than the one that stands right here. See, this is what Jesus Christ does for us. He stands as an intercessor between us and the Lord. And when you've been born again and you've been shown sure enough saved, what he does.
does is he takes your sins and this is a reference back to Leviticus chapter 12 where the priest would stand between the porch and the altar and then they would take the sins of the people heap them up on a goat and release that goat into the wilderness and the scapegoat would carry the sins of the people far away from the presence of the Lord I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen but that's what the Lord did for me and you he took your sins and my sins on a cross called Calvary and buried them down into the earth took them far away from God so now we can approach God boldly and come to the the, the, the throne of grace and mercy. Who do I have in here right now that know you can go in for yourself? Tell somebody I'm glad I can call on his name. I'm glad he knows my name. I'm glad that when I show up he don't send me away because all of my sins have been washed away. Who can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Who can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Is there anybody in here glad that the Lord knows you saved you and has taken our sins away. Here's what he does. He says, look, I need you to, I need you to remove the reproach uh, when you're coming into the presence of the Lord. And that's what he does. He says, the priest will stand there and intercede on behalf of the people and watch this prayer that they're going to pray. Verse 17, spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach. In other words, don't give what is due to me to the sins of my past. Catch that. Don't leave my heritage and my inheritance in Foolsville where I used to live. Uh, I know y'all ain't, ain't hearing me. We changed now. But if we'll be honest with ourselves, we spent a lot on the way out of where we came from trying to get to where we going. But God has a remedy for that. Look at what he said. Don't worry about what you left and what you lost when you were living somewhere else. He said, there is a verse 18. He said, then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. In other words, when God bring you in, he want to restore you with all your stuff. He want to make sure you get back what you spent when you were out there doing whatever. Now, I know y'all can't shout with me on that because you don't want nobody to ever think you out there doing this, that, and the third, but come real close to me in this house today. I got a good news for you that the Lord said, I can restore you greater than whatever it is you lost in the situation you were in. Now some of y'all need to stop and think back over your life for a moment and go ahead and tell God thank you because when you just start thinking about what you left and what you lost, by the time you get to a certain amount or a certain situation, you start getting heavy in your heart. But the good news is God said don't worry about that because I got greater blessings for you as we keep on going forward. Watch what he says. Then the Lord uh, will be zealous, verse 18, uh, for his land. Now, there is a love relationship with God and land. In Genesis, he tells uh, Adam, you're going to have to work the land. In, uh, in Genesis 12, he tells Abram, I'm going to bless you and send you to another land. In, in Psalm 24, he says, the earth, the land is the Lord and the fullness thereof. In other words, God said, look, I am in control of the land. Now, the land is your work field. The land is where you are supposed to be productive. 
The land is the place that God has blessed you to possess. But everywhere you have been blessed to occupy and possess has not always been productive. Because sometimes you labor and toil in a place and you don't see nothing coming up out of your labor. You've been there 20 years, but you ain't never been promoted. You've been there 30 years and they don't even know your name. You've been taking care of somebody and they like it, but they still ain't put a ring on it. You'll catch that on the way home. The reality of it is, is nothing productive is coming out of where you are. But here's the good news. Here's the shout. The Lord will answer in verse number 19. Look at what he said. The Lord will say to his people, let me pause right there, because the prayer comes from his people and the Lord answers his people. So you need to be his people in order to get this blessing right here. I'm trying to help about 10 of y'all. It would be good if you was his people right now, because when the Lord wants to bless, he is going to bless his people. Look at what he says. He's going to be zealous for the land. Uh, verse 19, I like it. Here's what he says. He's removed our reproach. He has also revived our relationship. But look at what he says. I'm about to refresh your resources. I like it. It's verse 19. Check it out. He said, behold, I'm going to send grain. I'm going to send new wine. Somebody shout new wine. You know, that's wine you ain't never had before. That ain't MD 2020. That ain't Boone's Farm, Strawberry Hill. That ain't Ripple. He gonna send you grain, new wine, and oil. Can I parenthetically pause and just preach right here for a moment? Everything that he's sending you is out of what has already been crushed. In other words, in order to get new grain, new wine, and new oil, these all come from whole commodities that are no good in and with of themselves for the product that they produce. The grain has to be crushed in order for wheat and flour and bread to come forth. The grape has to be crushed in order for wine to flow. The oil, the olive has to be crushed in order to produce the oil that provides for the people. I'm trying to help somebody in here. I know you've been crushed. Tell your neighbor, I know you've been crushed. But don't throw away your pain right now. And don't throw away your heartache right now. Because out of your being crushed, God is about to bring something out of it. Where are my crushed folk at up in here right now? I ought to have some people that's been through a crushing season in your life. And if you've ever been in a crushing season, tell somebody, just hang on in there because it gets greater later is there anybody in here that's ever been through a crushing season tell somebody i've been hurt i've been let down disappointed looked over and left out but the good news is god is about to produce something out of my crushing you ain't never seen what god is getting ready to do because I stayed on the battlefield, I kept showing up, I kept giving God praise. Is there anybody in here that can tell God thank you that I survived my crushing season? I endured my crushing season. Now my oil is getting ready to flow. My wine is getting ready to come forth. My harvest is getting ready to show up. Shout yeah! Thank God for my harvest. Thank God for my oil. Thank God for my wine. But thank God for my praise. I didn't praise him like this until I got crushed. But when you get crushed, your praise will come forth. When you get crushed, your hands will go 
when you get crushed, you'll get happy feet. Is there anybody in here that sometimes your tears start flowing? Tell somebody, I'm not sad. I've just been crushed. And when you come back from your crushing season, tell somebody, you're going to come back. You're going to come back. He said, look. Look at what he says. Verse 19, he said, I'm going to send you grain, new grain. New wine. New oil. You ain't never had it like this before. And you will be satisfied. Can I preach a little bit more? Have you ever been satisfied? Satisfied is that feeling that most of y'all going to have no matter who win the game today. You're going to have some ribs on this side of your plate. Some greens right here. Some cornbread, some yams. Some chicken over there. And then a piece of chocolate cake. And save room for some black walnut ice cream. And then you're going to wake up and wonder what happened in the game. Because you were able to fall asleep. Because you were satisfied. Do I have anybody in here that's ever been satisfied? You got to a place in your life where the Lord let the car note and the house note be paid at the same time. Is there anybody in here that can just say I'm satisfied? I'm happy with Jesus. I'm happy with my home. My children doing all right. My health and my strength is good. Yeah, God is able to satisfy you. Is there anybody in here that can just wave your hand? Let the world know I'm satisfied. God been good to me. God keep blessing me. Keep making a way. the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the satisfied 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 wave your hand. Let the satisfied testify. Let the satisfied praise God. Tell somebody I'm satisfied. Uh, uh, it's good it's good some of y'all gonna catch this in a minute it's good to not always be in need and to be able to say no to some stuff but come on over here I give you this right here I'm good oh baby I'll take care of you I'm good I really don't need you to do that for me I'm satisfied. I pay your bills. My bills are already being paid. I cook your dinner every night. I may not eat what you cook. Tell somebody I'm satisfied. I'm just talking about folk who know what I'm talking about. When God has satisfied you, you ought to shout unto the Lord. Thank you, dear God, for taking some stuff away from my appetite and providing for me in such a way that I can say I am satisfied. He satisfies us with good things. I, I got to get out of verse 19. 
But there's one more little tidbit in there. Watch what he says. Not only is he going to bless his people, he's going to give you new grain, new wine, new oil. You're going to be satisfied, and I will no longer make you a reproach among the nation. In other words, I'm going to do all of that in front of everybody. Oh, my goodness. Now, please get this, because we are modest people. We don't like to go around talking about, look at what the Lord has done. But he said, you ain't got to say nothing. He said, because I'm going to do it in front of the nations. Because here's what the nosy nations was doing. They were keeping tabs on you when you were losing, when you were down, and when you didn't have nothing. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody was talking about it. You got all that education, and you still ain't got no good job. She got all that hair and all them nails, and won't nobody even call her. He a hard-working man, but still can't keep a good wife. But tell somebody, when God bless you openly, you ain't got to hide it from nobody. Do I have anybody in here? He said, you will no longer be a reproach among the nation. He said, folk been looking and laughing, but I'm about to lift you up. I wish I had about 10 witnesses in here that's waiting for the Lord to do some public stuff in your life. You have suffered in private. You have cried in private. But tell somebody my praise going to be all over the place. Don't try to hold me back when I start shouting in church. Don't try to hold me back when I run up and down the aisles. Because when my heart was broken, you didn't try to hold me back then. But now that the Lord been good, I'm going to give him open praise. Yeah! I got to move. I got to go. I got to go. Here it is. I got to go. Look at the text. I'm, 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 I'm in verse 20. I got to go. But here's the text. He said, I'm going to remove the reproach and I'm going to refresh your resources. He said, but then I'm going to give you room to recover. Now get this. Sometimes when your resources get refreshed, you got too many folk around you that's trying to eat them up. He done got rid of the locusts. And the canker worms. Now the Negrocus have shown up. You'll catch that on the way home. The cup handed locusts. And the lemon lomi let me have locusts. And I ain't never got enough to pay for the check locusts. Them locusts is this new breed that show up. But here's what the Lord said. You can enjoy your blessings. Why? Because I'm not only going to refresh your resources, but I'm about to remove your enemies and give you room to recover. I don't think we praise God enough for the removal of some things around us. Some things that have been eating up your resources. Go ahead and shout. Because it's been eating up your resources and you didn't know how to get rid of it. 
But thanks be unto God, he said, I know how to send it away. He knows how to remove some things from around us that eat up our resources because he knows that we have got to learn how to preserve what God gives to us. Look at what he says. He said, I'm going to take that army. I'm going to take that army. I'm going to take that shopping army. I'm going to take that Macy's army. I'm going to take that student loan army. I'm going to take all them armies. I'm going to take that high interest rate army. I'm going to take that, that cousin them army. I'm going to take that uh, sister that won't work army. I'm going to take that brother that won't get a job army. I'm going to take all them armies that's been eating up your stuff. I'm going to take them armies that won't promote you on your job. I'm going to take them armies away from you so you'll be able to enjoy what you have. I will remove far from you that army so you'll be able to recover and uh, uh, recover and also be refreshed. Look at what happens. Uh, some of us, some of us get this and uh, I, I go to hospital rooms and visit with folk and sometimes after I've been there, five, maybe ten minutes at most, I don't stay too long because you're in the hospital to recover. But you got some folk that come and stay too long. And they, they come, I can tell when they come in, when they come in with a blanket, and they come in with a pillow, and it ain't for you. They done got a couch, they laid out, and you trying to get some sleep, and they done brought food, and you on a liquid diet, you can't eat it, and they sitting up eating in front of you. Stuff that you like. And I'll go in and I'll say, it's time for us to leave. And then they'll say, go ahead, pastor. I I'm going to be, I said, no, no, no. It's time for us to leave. In other words, I need you to come on, go with me. So they can rest and recover and enjoy the refreshing that the Lord is trying to give. Uh-huh. Some of y'all have gotten upset because the Lord has ushered some people and places and problems out of your life. And you wondered why he took them. It was so you could be refreshed and you could enjoy your recovery process because it takes a long time to recover after you've been wounded. Somebody going to catch this in a minute. Here it is. He said, look, I'm going to get them out of your room so you can stretch out. Has anybody in here just ever enjoyed the blessing of being able to move about in your blessing? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Don't, 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 don't make me call it all out. But some of y'all done start telling y'all children, you need to call before you come over here. Uh, because I'm just walking around blessed in my blessing. I catch that on the way home. Uh, you need to check with me before you come by here. Because I'm just being blessed in the place where the Lord blessed me at. Amen. I ain't got no shoes on. Amen. I, I still got rollers in my hair. Why? Because I live here. And I ain't trying to look pretty for none of y'all. I'm just enjoying where the Lord has allowed me to have room. Somebody to just shout I got room up in here and I'm enjoying where the Lord has placed me he says I'm going to remove some stuff and you don't have to worry about your enemies in this place but I got to get out of here you need to tell somebody whatever the Lord has given you is worth fighting for it's worth fighting for he says fear not O land and rejoice for the Lord has done marvelous things do not be afraid you beast of the field for the open pastures are springing up and the tree is bearing fruit in other words, you got to zealously and jealously guard your sanity. You got to protect your peace. Touch your neighbor and tell them it's worth fighting for. It's worth praying over. It's worth fasting for. It's worth singing about. Dance if you need to. Shout if you have to. 
Praise God every chance you get. Run if you need to. Jump high if you have to. Pull over on the side of the road if you want to. But whatever it is, tell somebody it's worth fighting for. It took me too long to get to where I am. I had to go through too much in order to get here. I lost a lot in Foolsville on the way. But now that I'm in a better place and the Lord is about to restore me, tell somebody I ain't going to let nobody have it. I'm going to guard what the Lord gave me. I'm going to guard my heart. I'm going to guard my mind. I'm going to guard my house. I'm going to guard everything. You can't come sow seeds where God has pulled up weeds because I am trying to be in a better place in my life. Look at what the Lord says. He says, look, I am also going to verse 25. So I will repay you. I will restore you. Now, please get this. A lot of us miss this. I will restore you the years. The years. But now, when he says he's going to do it, in verse 12, he says, now. So here's what he says. I'm able to multiply right now everything you lost over years, and I can bring it back without a long waiting period. I can do it right now. See, it didn't enough of y'all shout because you don't know how much you lost over the years. See, you don't know how much you have expended and how much you've cried and prayed and how much you invested over the years. But now that the Lord can do it now, he can do it now by first removing the locusts that have been eating up your productivity. The stuff that has been eating up your productivity is being removed away from you so the Lord can bless you. That's one way of multiplying right there. The Lord doesn't have to give you a whole lot if he just control what's eating up what you lose in every day. I told y'all a few days ago that y'all been running around and telling me when winter coming. I've been telling God, thank you for a hot, a hot winter and a low utility bill. Amen. I've been looking at it. Every time I get a utility bill and compare it to the cold winters of the years prior, I said, Lord, thank you very much. I don't care if it get to be 75 on Valentine's Day. We're going to open the swimming pool up and go swimming. I don't care. Amen. Because check this out. I'm, I, I, he's blessing me in ways that I never would have imagined. Look at it. I'm getting out of your way. He's going to repay you according to his record and not yours. I like that because that means God has kept a record of everything we have lost in the seasons of our transfer. We've been going through tough times. We have gone through difficult moments, but God can bless you and help you to recover and restore you all at once. I got to go. He's going to repay you according to his record, but he's going to restore you so you can recline. I like this. Verse 26. Look at what he says. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. That just means when you get it, you're going to be able to enjoy it. And you're going to lean back and you're going to lay back. And so this show is pretty nice right here. Yeah. I've been enjoying it so much I done broke the recliner. Yeah. But guess what? He's going to bless me with another. Because when you're satisfied, your heart and your anxiety tends to go away. You ain't rushing to try to prove nothing to nobody. You ain't got to be at every party. You ain't got to run around and prove to everybody you are what you think you are. You can be happy at the house when you can recline after God restores you.
But I got to get out of here and I'm done. The last thing he says, not only will I revive our relationship and release you from religious rituals, not only am I going to remove the reproach, I'm going to refresh your resources, remove your enemies, give you room to recover, repay and restore you. But then he says, I'm going to bring you into right relationship with me. Verse 26, he says, after you're satisfied, you're going to give him praise. Uh-huh. After you're satisfied, you're going to give him praise. Verse 27 says, then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. Here's what satisfied folk do. Satisfied folk will give God praise and they will say nobody but the Lord has brought me thus far along the way. That's what they do. Satisfied folk don't give credit to their college. They don't talk about their degrees on the wall. They know it was the Lord that made a way somehow. Satisfied folks say he woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. Satisfied folk going to watch the Super Bowl on an 85-inch screen, but they're going to pray over the chicken before they eat. Satisfied folk going to say, it's the Lord's blessings that we now enjoy. Satisfied folk know how to say, he's my healer and he's my deliverer. Satisfied folk, thank God, everything from, from weave to water. Satisfied folk, praise God about everything. My question is, are you satisfied? Because if the Lord has been good to you, the Bible says in verse 26, and praise the name of the Lord your God. Do I have anybody in here that has anything to stand on your feet and praise God for because you are satisfied for the good things that the Lord continues to do? I'm finished but everybody's standing in this building. What do you need the Lord to restore? What do you need him to restore? What do you need to reclaim? Here's the first thing I want to do as the choir prepares to sing. I want that person in here, those individuals in here that toiled a long time and you lost a lot on the way. I want you to recover your relationship with the Lord today. You knew him as a child, but you strayed away from church. I'm calling you out. You left and you got involved and here that don't matter where you've been. It wasn't productive. You thought you were going to turn a little bit into a lot. It didn't happen. The Lord is saying, come back to right relationship with me and watch and see what I can do with you. I can restore to you everything you lost. You out there trying to do it your way, guess what? Come to me today and see if I can't restore everything that the enemy tried to take from you. He said, but I need you to come to me. I need you to have a relationship with me. Tripping about where you've been, what you did. The Lord said, come and revive our relationship. Me and you, I'll talk to you about your future. The door of my father's house is open. You come on, my brother. You come on, my sister. Who else is in here that needs to recover? I need to recover my health. I need to recover my home. I need to recover my way of life. I need to recover my attitude, my peace, and my joy. Will you come right now? People are coming down the aisle. Take one of them by the hand. They're going to walk with you. And they're going to bring you so you can rekindle your relationship with the Lord. This is not about church. This is not about religion. This is about relationship with God. If you're here today, my brother, if you're here today, my sister, will you come today? Everybody in here who needs to recover something right now. Bow your head with me. I need to recover, God. I need to recover something. I need to, I need to reclaim my health, my peace, my home, my life. I need to reclaim my finances. I need to reclaim. I've gotten off track. 
I'm wandering all over the place. Father, in the name of Jesus, heads are bowed and eyes are closed today, even on the internet. People are watching. They're touching and agreeing because somewhere we got off track with you. And we need to get back on track, God. The locusts have been eating up the productivity of our life. The limits have been placed on our faith. We've been living in lack, and we have not had all that we needed. Now, God, I need you to restore today. Restore, first of all, in relationship with people today. Restore, dear God, right now in, in relationship with men and women who want to be with you. If they are not saved, bring them to the altar. If they are saved and they've strayed away from church, call them back to you. Touch lives, hard, move stones right now in Jesus' name. Set free as only you can do. And God, when you do it, we'll give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Now, God, I want to take the locusts away from our productivity. Somebody in here has been working hard and getting nowhere. They've been doing it all right, but it's been coming out all wrong. God, I, in the name of Jesus, command a release in the life of your people today that, God, we shall no longer suffer from locusts eating away our productivity. We will not suffer from lack in our lives. God, do it in the name of Jesus as only you can. In Jesus' name, all of those who love the Lord said amen. Come on, give the Lord a great hand of praise in this house on today. Shout it out. I'm satisfied. Amen. The door of my father's house is open. Come on. Come on. Give them a hand as they come. God bless you. You're being restored. You're being restored as you come. You've got to be in relationship. He said, this is for my people. He said, this is for my people. That's what he said. He said, my people. He said, my people. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you his people? Amen. If you ain't his people, come on. Amen. And I said it like that for a reason. If you ain't his folk, you need to come on right now. Amen. Wherever you are, whatever you're in, come away from it.